This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Electric cars. They seem to be practically everywhere you turn these days. And you've probably heard ads like these recently. Whoa, you drive electric? The all-new, all-electric Mustang Mach-E. What if everything ran on gas? Then again, what if everything didn't? The 100% electric, zero-gas Nissan LEAF. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're going to crush those losers. With gas prices sky-high and climate change worsening, more car manufacturers are betting big on electric vehicles. Over 100 new models will hit the market in the next five years. State governments are getting on board, too. Last year, Illinois set a goal of 1 million EVs on state roads by 2030. To meet that goal, the state will need to dramatically expand its network of public charging stations 17-fold, according to the Department of Energy. But will those charging stations be where you need them to be, distributed fairly across the state? Joining us now to talk about their efforts to ensure just that is Joanne Zhou, Group Manager for Vehicle and Energy Technology at Argonne National Laboratory. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to Reset. Oh, hi. Happy to be here. Also with us is Marianne Mintz. Principal Transportation Systems Analyst at Argonne. Hi, Marianne. Great to have you on. Hi. Glad to be here. We'll start with you, Marianne. There's a a new joint federal office of energy and transportation that's administering this huge expansion of EV charging infrastructure. Talk about the role that Argonne is playing in this. Okay. um, First, I'd like to back up a little bit. You mentioned at the beginning um, that, you know, the, the whole effort to electrify transportation is responding to climate change and the need to decarbonize transportation. And, and the, the, the key thing that, that we're all looking at is we don't want to do that at the expense of harming the economy by destroying jobs and the local communities that they, that they support or by expanding inequality. And so Argonne is assisting the Department of Energy's Vehicle Technologies Office, uh, specifically their Clean Cities program, uh, to meet those objectives. And we do that by providing tools for states and localities to use as they move forward with uh, transition to a lower carbon uh, transportation system. And these tools include uh, the Justice 40 mapping tools that Joanne will go into in more detail, as well as the employment modeling that, that, that I've, I've, I've been working on. And these tools are for the st- states and localities to use to identify areas that need special help and resources to identify stakeholders who should be involved in the planning process, and to provide the detail needed to get federal dollars to implement those plans. And as you mentioned, uh, Illinois uh, recently passed their Climate and Equitable Jobs Act back in September, and it did call for uh, a million EVs to be on the road by by 2030, uh, which is a huge increase and will require a lot of charging for those vehicles. Uh, But it focused more on the power sector and um, that's a little bit what's a little bit of the difference now when we're talking about what we often call the bipartisan infrastructure law or the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which I guess is the official the official title of that law. And that requires a significant um, uh, a significant um, effort to support what we call disadvantaged communities. And Joanne, uh, can you go into a little bit more of that in terms of the planning tools? Yeah, so as you mentioned, there's a joint office uh, uh, that uh, jointly from uh, U.S. Department of Energy and the U.S. Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. So uh, Argonne is a multidisciplinary uh, research institute. We 
do cover a broad research portfolio when it comes to translation and education. Um, in terms of the role we are supporting the joint office, uh, we first developed uh, this uh, electric vehicle charging Justice 40 map tool uh, for the joint office. Uh, the map shows the disadvantaged community as defined by the joint office. Um, Argonne also has been supporting the joint office by providing diverse technical expertise in many, many areas, uh, including EV benefit analysis, such as uh, emission benefits, the cost benefit, the employment benefits, uh, the equity consideration, infrastructure deployment, uh, infrastructure analysis, and also the charging standards and the technology support. To, to get money, states uh, have to align their plans with the Justice 40 initiative's goals, Joanne. What does that mean? Yeah, so the state EV infrastructure deployment plan uh, created and updated under this uh, National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program, which is the program we're distributing money to the states. So the state plan under this program are the building blocks that will facilitate this national EV charging network. So by the end of this decade, uh, the network is expected to include 500,000 stations in the U.S. So each state is required to develop a plan and submit a final plan to the joint office by August 1st, 2022. Mm-hmm. So and the state should work directly uh, with the joint office, join the plan development and remedy any issues with their plan before submitting the final plans. So in order to get the money, the state is encouraged to submit their plan by time. And, um, you know, Marianne, we should also make sure that we mention the, the five billion dollars in uh, Infrastructure Act funding that's been dedicated to uh, charging networks. Talk, talk about what the current landscape of EV charging infrastructure looks like here in Chicago right now. Well, you know, there are over 50,000 uh, charging stations around the country. And here in Chicago, uh, or in Illinois, actually, there are about 6,000. So we have, a, you know, a fair number, um, although not, not nearly as many as on the West Coast. Um, but they, they do tend to be uh, in urban areas. Uh, so Chicago has the bulk of um, Illinois' charging stations. Like I said, 6,000. They have probably 60 or 70 percent of those. Um, so, yes, and they, and they also tend to be in the locations where uh, there are more vehicles. So uh, they, a lot of them are in the suburbs, often in wealthier suburbs. Um, some of the suburbs have, you know, two, three, four, four uh, different charging stations, whereas there are other areas in the city that have virtually none. Um, and when I talk about Chicago, I, I should emphasize I'm talking about the seven county uh, metropolitan area, not just the city itself. Right. Um, so it, they do tend to be concentrated in certain areas where the vehicles are, which makes sense. Uh, but that does tend to present a barrier for people who are who are considering buying an electric vehicle, particularly as they become more available available on the used market. Um, in that they they can't charge uh, near their homes, and in many cases they they can't put in charging in their homes if they rent if they rent or if they uh, live in a multi-unit dwelling, yeah. you know, an apartment building. Well, who who makes these public chargers, and do they work with all the cars? Well, there are different ones. Um, you know, Tesla has their own kind, um, and they and and we we tend to look at them separately because they're only for Tesla vehicles. But there are multiple charging companies that uh, produce chargers for all of the others as well as Tesla. So, um, you if you buy a non-Tesla vehicle, 
you can charge at any of these public locations that I that I mentioned before. You know, when I gave gave you those numbers, those did not include Tesla. I see. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking with Argonne National Laboratory analysts Marianne Mintz and Joanne Zhou about their work supporting the equitable expansion of electric vehicle charging infrastructure nationwide. Um, Sticking with you for a moment, Marianne, tell us about the tools that you're working on to estimate the economic impact of EV charging stations on communities. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the one tool that uh, we've recently lo- launched looks at the, the numbers of jobs that would be created by deploying uh, electric vehicle charging infrastructure specifically. And it, it basically addresses an argument. Some people say that, well, you're not going to really be adding jobs um, because they're smaller than a gas station. But that's not necessarily true because there's a lot of other things that are supported by that, that dispenser, if you will, that's, that's charging the vehicle. Uh, you know, the vehicle is going to be sitting there typically longer, providing more opportunity for retailers to increase their sales, for people to you know, grab a bite to eat or do their shopping or whatever. So um, there are a lot of other things that are likely to happen as we transition to, to this different type of uh, fueling of our vehicles. Now, if I think back to you know, when, I was, when I was young, there, you know, gas stations used to, uh, they used to check your oil, they used to you know, check, uh, clean your windshield, the technician would do, do a whole, the gas technician would do a whole bunch of things. Um, that's not true anymore. Now, now we have cashiers and convenience stores mm-hmm. and fast food, and all of that is likely to change as well. So the tool that the tool that we look at and we've developed is is something that states can use or even counties uh, to look at the number of jobs that might be created in different areas as stations are are built and as they are operated. Joanne, how many jobs would charging stations create, uh, both building them in the first place and then maintaining them? Yeah, so I think that's a question more for Marianne. She's the expert in this. Um, to in general, the the number of jobs that can be created by the charging station really depends on the charging uh, levels, the charging equipment, and also the utilization. Uh, so I think Marianne can go into more details on that. Yeah, I'll just quickly tell you that we did an analysis for Virginia, looking at their um, their targets for deployment out. They were they were going out to 2040. We only we only looked at the first half of their program, and we found that um, in 2030 uh, we're talking about 40,000 jobs just in Virginia, and that was both operating and deploying. Um, and that was for you know a fairly significant uh, deployment effort. Illinois is a bigger state than Virginia, so I would expect the numbers to be somewhat higher here. Well, Joanna, in July uh, the Illinois EV rebate program will kick in. You can get four thousand dollars for buying an EV and end up to uh, and up to eighty percent, sorry, of the, of the cost for installing an EV charging station. Will that incentivize more people to get their own chargers and depend less on these public ones? Yeah, I think uh, home charging is always the the primary place for the EV owners to charge their vehicles. Um, our research does show that incentive, providing incentive, has a, a positive impact on promoting the EV adoptions. Um, and again, yeah, going back to the charging location, that yeah, the user will likely be more convenient to charge at home. But we still still need public charging locations to extend their electric vehicle range uh, to uh, provide a more convenience uh, charging experience to the EV users. And in, in return, we'll promote more EV adoptions in the area that we have charging stations. 
Anything to add in our last 30 seconds here, Marianne? Um, just, just the fact that um, the pub- public charging will continue to be important for, for disadvantaged communities, which may not have access to overnight home charging. Overnight home charging is great, and so is workplace charging, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely need public charging as well. That was Marianne Mintz, Principal Transportation Systems Analyst, and Joanne Joe, Group Manager for Vehicle and Energy Technology, both at Argonne National Laboratory. Joanne and Marianne, thank you so much. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.